All right, guys, we have made it to episode six of this retro gaming podcast, and it's been pretty fun. The time goes by uh, fast. Uh, I've tried keeping these under 20 minutes. They average about 10 or 15 minutes, and usually I just go over points from my blog. There's a lot more stuff that I'm going to get into that is podcast-centric and discussion-centric, and I want to start interviewing people about their retro video games experience, their memories, things that you know maybe I've never heard of or stories I never heard of, uh, because everyone does have a different story, especially if you're different age or different generation. So today we're going to go over the top five uh, retro sports games of all times. My favorite, not the best, not the highest selling, just my personal favorite. And that's where uh, the conversation really starts. Everyone has their own, you know, top five. Just because of the systems that they played, if you were an SNES person or a Sega person, you might have different opinions too, or you might be, you know, a, a baseball fan bigger than a football fan, and, you know, maybe Madden's not in your top five. So first of all, honorable mention i don't even know if this falls under the category of a sports game but i I did mention road rash the one that was on sega genesis but also it was on sony playstation so i think it was the exact same game the sony playstation had that intro which if you're a fan of music was soundgarden's uh, outshined uh, and, and also Rusty Cage, too, uh, was, I believe, you know, whether flip-flop or not, Rusty Cage was the intro and Outshine was the start menu. But Road Rash is always fun. I'm surprised it hasn't come to next-gen yet. I, I don't remember the last Road Rash game. Maybe that was Road Rash 3D for PS2, but it really hasn't been around. So the actual footage on the PlayStation CD you know, game was mind-blowing at the time, and you know, it was so far advanced. But the second one's still fun, taking Officer O'Connor's Billy Club and and beating the crap out of people uh, to win the race. And, and I believe one of the other Road Rushes had um, you know, an upgrading system where you could get a faster bike. Uh, that might have been Road Rush 2 or 3 on the Sega Genesis. And uh, I'm actually not sure if it was an SNES game. So uh, you guys have to remember when I do podcasts like these, they're not based on concrete facts. It's just my memory, and that's the best part about this. I have no idea if Road Rash was on SNES, so, I mean, I, I could look it up. Someone could fact-check me, but no idea because I wasn't an SNES person. So, anyway, Road Rash, honorable mention. Uh, again, if it's classified as a sports game, then it's on the list. If not, oh well. So, number five, and this is probably one of my earliest memories of football. Number five, I, I've had on... NFL Sports Talk Football 1993 uh, starring Joe Montana and that was the full title of it. Montana was on the cover. It was when the Niners were, you know, killing it. It was between either the Niners were going to win the Super Bowl or the Cowboys were going to win the Super Bowl, you know, or the Giants, uh, anything like that. So Joe Montana was like the Tom Brady or the Peyton Manning uh like today, but back then. So the thing that caught my eyes was the graphics at the time were amazing. And also, uh, I believe it was Pat Summerall that was doing the play-by-play, and that was like unheard of too. And uh, I started watching my first Super Bowl was, I believe, 1992 or 1993 that I can remember. So uh, being in New York, being a Giants fan, I don't remember when they won in 91. So my first real Super Bowl memory was 92 or 93. So this was like the first introduction to football. And the graphics were amazing. I was blown away by them. The videos are on YouTube. You could see the gameplay. It still stands up to today with the left and right. It wasn't the Madden, you know, horizontal camera angle. It was left and right, which is a little bit different. But uh, again, really fun game. As far as gameplay, you still had the same like three plays up there, and then you had to pick run, pass, play. Uh, but they were a little intricate too. And on the defense, they were getting a little bit better. But uh, it was the start of something, and you know, Madden was to follow. So 1993. 
NFL Sports Talk Football, Joe Montana. That was number five, and that was on Sega Genesis, obviously. Number four, this cracks my top 10 Nintendo games of all time, and it's Super Dodgeball. So this is definitely a sports game, but not a serious game. This is a pick-up-and-play game. It's fun going to different countries and, and seeing the stereotypical figures, whether it's China, India, uh, Iceland, you know, Russia, and just have the, the background stereotypical and the players and their names stereotypical. Very funny, but also every different player had an ability of, you know, when you charge and throw the ball, uh, the ball would do something different. So whether it would turn into like a glowing disc, uh, whether it would float, whether it would bounce or go right up to their face and then hit them and make it uncatchable, it was uh, pretty fun. Uh, again, an awesome two-player game. This was the game that I used the NES Advantage the most. Uh, that was the joystick uh, controller for Nintendo made it feel like a real arcade game but really fun again you you would have laughs uh, playing playing with your friends right now and that's the kind of game it is and it still holds up to this day number three probably everyone's favorite and when you think of sports games and retro games uh nba jam uh, now you could say nba jam for the arcade nba jam for snes my memory was uh the one for sega genesis we would you know once you got on fire just nail three pointers you know, you would do the dunks, the tomahawk dunk, the 360 dunk, the dunk where he kind of looked like Michael Jordan. Jordan was never in these games. He was never in basketball games. It was always SG-23, shooting guard 23, because he wasn't part of the Players Association. So I used the Seattle Supersonics, which for Sega, they had Detlef Shrimp and Sean Kemp at the time. So those were my two. I was a Nick fan, and I never used, uh, I believe it was Patrick Ewing or John Starks and Oakley, something like that, but never used the Knicks. I believe the Bulls were Horace Grant and Scottie Pippen, uh, so that was my number two uh, if I wasn't using the Seahaw- uh, Seahawks, the Supersonics. And, and then I, I think the sequel kind of jumped a shark uh, with the power-ups on the floor and uh, all of that stuff, but... I think it got a little weird with the hidden characters, so you could actually be the Bulls mascot. You could be George Clinton, you could be Bill Clinton, uh, Hillary Clinton, Fresh Prince, Jazzy Jeff, so uh, that game got a little weird. And uh, I stopped after the first one, but uh, again, NBA Jam, a pick up and play. You don't need any uh, basketball acumen. You just need to know how to steal, pass, and shoot. So it really was a, a three-button game. Now, number two, I know this might not classify as retro, but it is 13 years old, and that's Madden NFL Football uh, 2005. It's known as the one with Ray Lewis on the cover. It was the 25th anniversary, I believe, but it was also the first game to have a hit stick. This was one of the first times I bought game at midnight. Uh, I was in college at the time, and my roommate, uh, we stayed up, we went to the mall, we got it at midnight, and then we played it all morning. So it was one of those games where, you know, you you wanted to be the best, you wanted to try out the new hit stick, and uh, see the graphics at the time were like revolutionary. And and this one, online, my roommate and I were ranked number five in the world uh, on on EA's server. I wish we could, you know, get proof of this somehow, and maybe we have pictures of it back then, Uh, but we were ranked number five. He would control the off and I would control the defense because I was, you know, more defensive-minded, and I love, you know, user picks and all of that stuff. And uh, in our college house, we actually had a huge dry erase board uh, with the plays that we would be doing, uh, what order, what situation, uh, and then, you know, our our go-to plays, uh, you know, if we were in trouble and stuff. Another one of the highlights in online play is, I believe when we were, like, number 10, we were playing the number three ranked person. At the time, if you hit like down and start during kickoff, you could freeze the game uh, during any point of uh, kickoff. So 
Uh, we were beating this guy who was ranked number three, and he was losing. So when he scored, it was still a blowout. He froze the game. And uh, at the time, you know, headsets were prevalent. We were, you know, yelling at him. And he's like, yeah, you guys are just going to have to quit or, you know, wait. And, you know, at college, we had nothing to do. It was at night. And we waited three hours during the freeze. We didn't shut it off. And <laughs> the guy ended up, um, you know, coming back and unfreezing it. And we saw that the game was playing. Uh, we played it out and we beat him. And I, I believe that's how we got to number five overall was beating that guy. And you can look up that glitch online, which is pretty funny. It was uh, it it was funny that we just sat there and left the game on. So another highlight, which might might be a low light of this game. I could talk about this game forever because it was uh, really revolutionary. I, I was playing a, a girl who was, um, I think she said she was like 14 years old uh, at the time. And uh, I don't know if it was her first time playing or she didn't know the game of football. Uh, I actually beat her. Uh, 116 to nothing, and uh, I was the Packers, and uh, I, don't, I forgot what team she was, but we were always the Packers, uh, just because we liked the running game of Amon Green, and at the time, they had a good defense, and uh, they had, like, Niall Diggs, they had Kabir Habajabilamila, yeah, they really had a good defense, too, and good offense, and obviously, you know, Favre, I forgot who was the tight end at the time, but really good team, so we were always the Packers, that was it, and obviously using the Tampa Bay Bucks playbook, which I still use to this day, so, uh, yeah, I beat her 116. 16 nothing and it was just me so I, I kind of felt bad but you know what are we gonna do he played the whole game so uh, that was uh, a highlight and a low light uh, of me playing that game so number one this isn't a shocker I mentioned this before uh, on other podcast episodes and other blog posts is NHL 94 uh, I had it for the Sega Genesis it's still the best hockey game out today it was a pick up and play you know two button game basically all of the teams were basically all-star games at this point with at least one Hall of Fame uh, whether it was Gretzky on the Kings, you know, Yamir Yager and Mario Lemieux on the Penguins. Canadians were stacked. The Nordiques were stacked. Even the Chicago Blackhawks were a sick team. So, you know, even the Rangers, they won the Stanley Cup that year. And uh, I used them a lot too. But I, I was always either the Canadians, Blackhawks, uh, teams like that. But it, again, a, a pick-up-and-play game, easy controllers. The prequel and the sequel were still sick games, but 94 just sticks out. I said it before, I wish there was like an NHL 94 league that you could play like online if we figure that out that'll be revolutionary because that'll be pretty sick uh, i think a lot of people still play that through emulators and hope the sega classic comes out and they do it right and they put nhl or it's hackable and you could play it yourself so yeah that's my top five i have a few other honorable mentions uh, i mentioned uh, double dribble on nintendo which is a big one ice hockey on nintendo and uh tommy lasorda baseball on sega was also a good one so surprisingly enough Baseball didn't crack my top five. To me, I started watching baseball when the Yankees were terrible. And then, like, 96, they started winning and I started getting into baseball again. But I never really got into baseball games. Except for, like, one or two years uh, on MLB The Show on, like, PS3 or PS4. But never really got into baseball games, which is interesting. And basketball games, too. I mean, NBA Jam, but, like, the real sim basketball games. I never got into those, too. So I, I think they would always come out around the same time as Call of Duty. So that's why I never like got them. I, I mean, yeah, I mean, real sim basketball games, not my thing. And then ice hockey, uh, again, I, I tried playing like NHL 12 or NHL, you know, 10. Never really got into the next gen or current gen NHL games. So uh, I'm stuck with NHL 94. That game holds a place in my heart. So, uh, and then Tommy Lasorda, baseball on Sega, uh, good graphics at the time. Just never got really into baseball video games. So that's another top five. We did get this under 15 minutes as promised. 
list. Uh, I want to hear what your guys' top five are. There's been a lot of comments on my Facebook page uh, when I post to Twitter and then when I post to uh, Instagram as well. So let me know what you guys think and let me know what other lists that you want me to rank. And I'll see you guys on the next one.